because what most songwriters tend to do is they'll write a song and they'll say, look, mom, I wrote a song or they'll, you know, that that's it. And what most professional songwriters will do is they'll write a song and they'll say, okay, I've got a rough draft. And that once the song is complete and then they'll spend weeks editing it and improving it and using different techniques to shift things around and take it to another level. And the problem is that songwriters in general just don't have any skills, any tools, any techniques for editing their songs. They don't know what can be changed, what to do. And so I put together Songwriting Planet as a format for people who want to improve their songwriting, but you know they may not know how to read and write music, and they may not know a lot about music theory, and you really don't necessarily need that stuff to learn songwriting techniques. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hello and welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. Today we've got one of those rare episodes where I bring in someone that is not a female to talk to you guys. And the reason is, is because he is so knowledgeable about songwriting. And I had him present a workshop to my audience almost exactly a year ago, and it went over so well. People learned so much about the musical and lyrical tools that they can use to write better songs, edit their songs, and create songs that are really going to attract the right kinds of placements so you can actually make money from your songwriting. And that is Kevin Thomas from Songwriting Planet. He is a friend of mine. He is really, really generous with his knowledge. And today on The Female Entrepreneur Musician, he will give you some really, really tactical strategies on how to make your songs better because he joined me for Indie Interactive where he took your questions. And there were some really great questions that happened during the show, and it made it into almost a little mini masterclass. So I hope you enjoy all the great knowledge that he is imparting today on the show. And if you love what you hear today, then I definitely want to encourage you to go and sign up for the free workshop that Kevin is bringing to my audience next week. That is Wednesday, the 15th of November, 2017. You can go sign up for that at femmusician.com slash songwriting. That's F is in female, E is an entrepreneur, musician.com slash songwriting. There are two different times, an earlier time and a later time. And I hope that you sign up because you will learn so much on this workshop and you'll get a chance to ask Kevin your specific questions as well. So with that being said, let's get into my little mini masterclass from Indie Interactive with Kevin Thomas. I want to turn it over to Kevin so he can tell you a little bit about himself. Kevin, let us know, you know, a little bit about your background, um, how you learned the craft of songwriting and how you got to where you are today. Hi, Bree. Thanks for having me here. 
And it's uh, interesting to do this so early. I, mean, I usually do uh, events like this very late at night, uh, but, but this is great. And so with songwriting, I remember when I was first uh, starting as a songwriter and a musician, I was, I was really interested in, in the creative side of music and writing music. And, and I was, you know, sitting in my car often writing songs because it was too loud in my apartment and people bang on the walls. And, and uh, I remember one night sitting there and uh, all these questions started occurring to me. I, I was writing lyrics with a pencil and a notepad and had my acoustic guitar and I'm singing and I'm thinking, you know, what melody, you know, should I use with this chord? And I think that was one of the first questions that, that had to me. And I just had no idea. Like, what, like, of course, things come to you in an inspired way, but I'm thinking, is this just random? You know, why am I choosing this melody rather than another one? Or why do I sing this particular note of the chord rather than another one? And um, then I started asking other questions. You know, what, what lyrics uh, should I write? What, what, which one's going to impact people the most? And, and uh, what about song structure? Do I need a pre-chorus? And, I, and um, a lot of people talk about, you know, ch- getting inspired and, and music just comes to them from God. And I thought, well, you know, I have a lot of inspiration, but it's got to be, there's got to be some kind of systematic way to do that. There's got to be some kind of craft to this rather than just, you know, when, when artists paint paintings, of course, they, you know, use their creativity and inspiration, but they know technique. They know how to blend colors. You know, they know perspective and, and how to create three-dimensional uh, type of paintings. And, and these are all techniques. And I thought there's got to be something like this with songwriting as well. It can't just be uh, just random. And so I started looking for ways to learn more about songwriting. And what I found was there were a lot of books out about lyric writing and, and about how to get inspired for um, ideas for your songs. And, but that was about it. And I thought, well, you know, I already have inspiration. And most people do. And lyric writing, that, that's something that it kind of came to me the easiest. I thought, well, you know, lyrics are, of course, they can be better. There's a lot of techniques to improve them. But there was almost nothing out there about the music side of songwriting. And I kept looking around and I kept writing songs and I kept struggling. And then I found that I discovered that Berklee College of Music was the one and only uh, music college in the world that actually had a songwriting major. And so I went there specifically, you know, I got accepted. I already had a a degree from Musicians Institute uh, in performance, but then I went, I went back to school and and went there to Berklee to get a degree in, in songwriting. And their program was really awesome. They, they broke things down into a, a very systematic way of how hit songwriters were able to write songs. And they added, added in a lot of techniques that composers use. You know, and then I, I went on to get a master's degree in music composi- composition. And so I, I put together a company afterwards to help songwriters. Be, because of places like Berkeley, you know, you need to pass an audition. You need to know how to read and write music. You need a lot of things just to get accepted there. And a lot of songwriters, they really don't need that much music education at that level, uh, but they do need something. They need, they need to know about the craft of songwriting and techniques. So I, uh, I realized that there's this whole market, this whole group of people who, you know, they're not going to do something like go get a degree in music just to improve their songwriting, but yet they really need something because what most songwriters tend to do is they'll write a song 
and they'll say, look, mom, I wrote a song or they'll, you know, that, that's it. And what most professional songwriters will do is they'll write a song and they'll say, okay, I've got a rough draft. And once the song is complete and then they'll spend weeks editing it and improving it and using different techniques to shift things around and take it to another level. And the problem is that songwriters in general just don't have any skills, any tools, any techniques for editing their songs. They don't know what can be changed, what to do. And so I put together Songwriting Planet as a format for people who want to improve their songwriting, but you know they may not know how to read and write music, and they may not know a lot about music theory, and you really don't necessarily need that stuff to learn songwriting techniques. That's awesome. And I, I know that there are many people, you know, in my community that don't have that, you know, the, the degree, the music theory degree and all that stuff that some of us went through. Um, so I want to ask a little bit about that in a sec. I do want to say hi to a few people, which is awesome to have you here. I want to say hi to Phyllis and Elle and Jesse and Jim. And let's see who else I saw here. Um, Sometimes Facebook doesn't always update. Uh, uh, Adrian and who else? Maria. So many awesome people. Thank you guys for showing up. I would love to hear from you guys in the chat. On a scale of one to 10, how confident are you about your songwriting skills? And especially what Kevin was saying about your ability to edit. Like once you finish a song and you think to yourself, this is an awesome song. I love this. Um, but then you're like, okay, I know I can make this better, but you maybe don't know what to do. So how confident are you? Do you have any kind of, of you know, audit or something that you go through when you listen to a song you've written to figure out how you can make it better? And then I'm going to have Kevin talk a little bit about that, but I'd love to kind of see where you guys are at. Um, so, Kevin, I'm taking it that you don't think that people necessarily need to have some kind of, you know, high powered degree. And obviously you you have them. And I've heard you say in the past, like, you don't need all these degrees that I got. I felt like I needed to get them. But, you know, you don't need that to be a good songwriter. Um, so what do they need? Like, what kind of tools do you offer um, your students? And I actually remember some very specifically cool things that you offer them to help them know you know, what, what to do when they're editing a song. Well, good. Well, it's, it's not uh, that much of a, it's not bad to have a music degree. It is helpful. It's, it's, if you want to put in the time to get it, a lot of things that you learn in music college uh, don't apply to songwriting necessarily. Uh, some of them do. And, and it is helpful. It's, it's good to learn how to read and write music. It's, it's good to learn music theory. That stuff is all, is all helpful. Uh, but it's it's not absolutely necessary because what you find that applies to songwriting, it's just a, a certain portion of that stuff. And you can learn it without without knowing how to read and write music. You can learn those techniques. And so there's there's different areas of songwriting. There's your your lyric writing, uh, the melody writing, uh, the chords, the song structure. And then, uh, you know, the overall arrangement, and then you get into arranging a song for, you know, instruments and a band and, and, and things like that. But the, your, your basic song is really, I look at it as those five components, lyrics, melody, chords, song structure, and then your arrangement of the song. Uh, often, you know, when we copyright a song, it's just melody and lyrics that are copyrightable and everything else is looked at 
as, uh, you know, changeable. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to, it's often hard for us to think of a song without chords as being complete or without a fully mapped out song structure as being complete. So I think it's very important as well. Uh, with, uh, let me give you a couple examples I think would probably be, be helpful. Definitely. Uh, with, with song structure, for instance, and your melody writing, if you, uh, if you have three sections of your song, you've got a verse, pre-chorus, and a chorus, and then they repeat, and you find that your melody is starting on the, and the verse is starting right on the downbeat of the, the first measure. That's where your phrases start. And then in the pre-chorus, you've got the same thing. It starts right on the first beat of each you know, new chord that comes in. And then on the chorus, it's the same thing. It starts right on that downbeat. You'll find that people will get bored by the time they get to your chorus because all your phrases are starting in the exact same place and it starts to sound monotonous. So one quick technique that I do, usually when I'm looking at song structure, is I, I look to see where my phrases are starting. And if everything's starting in the same place, you can shift your phrases. You can take one section and shift it over. So maybe in the verses, now you, you start your phrases on beat two instead of beat one. And then on your pre-chorus, maybe you can start earlier. You start mm-hmm. a, a beat or two before the pre-chorus and it goes into it. And so half the phrase might be before the first beat of a measure and then it leads into the, the pre-chorus. And then the, your chorus, maybe you'll start right on the downbeat. So you can shift you know, one section over this way, another section, take the phrases, shift them over that way, another section, keep it like right on the, on the first beat of each measure. And then you've got all of a sudden, it, you know, you have to manipulate it a little bit. Then you've got something that stays interesting. It, you've, you've still got so many things in common. You've got the same tempo. You've got the same key that you're singing in. But now you've got some variety as well. And it creates these interesting transitions and twists and turns that keep people engaged in your song. A lot of the, the purpose of songwriting techniques is to keep people listening, to keep them interested and in following. So you have to have some things, some things that stay the same, but other things that are going to be changing and be interesting surprises. Yeah, that seems like such a simple thing. I remember specifically being at the Taxi Road Rally um, several years ago and hearing Jason Bloom mention this specifically and showing some examples. And I went home and edited a song that I had submitted to Taxi and been unsuccessful. And I just used this technique and changed up a few of the like, you know, one, maybe the verse came in before the downbeat and then the chorus came in one beat after. And actually, the next time I submitted that song, it got forwarded. So I can't be sure that that's the reason, but I do know that it made it a better song. So that's a great, great technique. Um, I wanted to bring up something that Phyllis said that I thought was a good question because I always had this problem. Um, So she, you know, she works in certain genres, but she wants to expand and she wants to learn how to incorporate some different rhythms. How can she do that? Different rhythms. Well, um, I'd have to be a little more clear on exactly what she means because there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of. She may be talking about different tempos or she may be talking about, you know, different, like the way that, you know, rhythms are happening with the drums or something. But, you know, what about, what about tempos like, or, or even like time signatures, you know, how do you. Maybe you've always written in four four. How do you learn to write in three four or six eight? Sure. So there's 
There's a few different techniques I can talk about, and hopefully one of these will answer some of your question. One of them is tempo. You can easily change uh, your song quite a bit by just changing the tempo. So if you, you, you've got this pace for your song, and what most people will never do is try it at any other pace. So a really good uh, creative idea is to take your song after it's written and try and slow it way down and hear how it sounds that way. And then also try and speed it up really fast and hear how it sounds that way. And you might find that you'll like one of those better than the other, better than the one you started with. And that's a, that's a really great way to, it's a very simple way to come up with some new ideas. And often people find that they write things at the same tempo all the time. So that's one, one good technique to start changing up your, uh, your pacing of the song. With rhythms, though, within a certain tempo, you have to ask yourself, you know, what type of notes am I using? And I'm using quarter notes. You know, if this is my tempo, am I singing, da, 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 you know, is everything on like quarter notes, one, one melody note per beat? Or is it da, 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 where you have eight notes, where you have two per beat? Or da, 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 16th note, so you've got four notes per beat. And take a look at, you know, your rhythms. Are they, are you, are you singing whole notes? Da, where you're holding out a note for, for much longer. How long, typically within a phrase, how long are the notes held out for? Or, or how fast do they go by? So you've got, uh, you know, whole notes would be, this is where uh, a little bit of knowledge of, you know, music notation can be helpful. A whole note would be holding out a note for four beats. And a half note would be holding out a note for only two beats. A quarter note is singing one note per beat. An eighth note would be two notes per beat. And a sixteenth note is four notes per beat. There, there are other, you know, ways to break it up with triplets and all as well. But you can speed up how many, how many notes you're singing per beat and, or slow it down. And there you've got, you've got the same tempo of your song. Your song's at a certain tempo, but within that tempo, your pacing of your melodies can be faster or slower. Uh, and so that's a way to start experimenting with the different rhythms. You know, just, just how fast or slow are the rhythms of my melody? Am I holding out notes a lot? Or am I singing much more uh, conversationally where they go by quicker? And you can take one section of a song and maybe have quicker notes going by. And then another, the next section, you could be holding out notes much longer. And that creates interesting variety with your rhythms. Mm, that's really good, man. You guys, thank you for the questions because this is turning into like a full on masterclass. Aren't you lucky? So <laughs> Great questions, you guys. Um, and I want to say uh, you are welcome to Venus and Arena. Thank you so much. Um, they thought you were giving some great advice. So thank you guys for um, interacting here. And I wanted to say hi to Denise, who just joined as well. Um, so uh, Jessie had a good question in that she writes on the piano and then she wants to convert that to ukulele. And without having like a full knowledge of theory, what's the easiest way to do that? And I think I remember you, you had a resource um, for this, Kevin, that kind of showed all the chords that are in each key. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. And ukulele, if you know how to play guitar, ukulele is surprisingly easy to play, even though it's typically not taught that way. It's you, with ukulele. Usually you get a book of chords and you have no idea, you know, where they come from or what's going on, but if you, if you took a guitar and capoed it at the fifth fret, 
and just played the top four, the four high strings, that would be a ukulele. Right. With the exception is of the lower string is typically an octave higher, uh, but you can uh, get different strings where it's exactly the same as the guitar, uh, you know, capable at the fifth fret. And, and so if you know uh, some bar chords on a guitar, you can translate those to ukulele and, and, and play real, uh, like a lot, of, a lot of chords very systematically and easily. And I, I, I teach this stuff because I know it's a lot of ukulele training. It really doesn't show you um, an easy way to follow what's going on and relate it to a guitar. But with, with piano, uh, it's pretty easy to see if you play a C major scale and, you, and you're playing your chords, you can see how the chords come right out of the scale. It's trickier to see that on a guitar, but on the piano, if you just play every other note in a scale, you've got a chord. And if you move up through the chords and if you're just playing the white keys, you move up through the chords, your first chord would be C major, your second one's D minor. You know, you, you've got some shifts with those half steps in there where the middle note is lower, so it turns a major chord into a minor chord. So you've got, you know, C major, D minor, E minor, F major, G major, A minor, and B diminished come, are the chords that come out of a C major scale. And if you want to translate that to ukulele, uh, you know, a real easy ways, you know, you just grab a ukulele chord book and, and if you know what chords are in the key that you're playing in on the piano, you just find those chords in a chord book for ukulele and learn them. Uh, but if you know guitar and you know your bar chords, there's an even more systematic way to do it. So you can take bar chords on a guitar and just walk right up the chords in a major scale as well. And then if you translate that to the ukulele, it works really well. And, and so th it's a little hard to, um, I might be losing people without actually showing them, but it, it, the trick is on piano, and I, and I found a lot of piano players just don't know this, even once you read really well, they don't know where their, what their chords are. So if you have a major scale, you know your scale, you, you want to learn the chords that go along with it. And you want to learn that in all 12 major keys. And I have a course on this, uh, you know, at Songwriting Planet that teaches you know, these basics like that. And, and then, of course, your seventh chords are just an extension of your basic chords. And so that's the main thing. You, you want to you understand the, the scales and chords, that the chords are built from the scales and the melodies are built from the scales. So your scale is your foundation. And if you're singing melodies from a certain scale and chords from that same scale, everything works together. And if you're not, you know, notes sound wrong. Uh, of course, there, you can always mix in chords from outside of the key. That's a common thing, but they often come from certain chord families. And so those are, those are good to know as well. But uh, does that kind of... Yeah, no, that's a great answer considering you can't actually demonstrate. So um, really, really helpful. And, you know, you don't have to know all your music theory. You just kind of especially need to know if you'd like to play in certain keys, just learn what the chords are in that, that chord family. And then it'll be much easier to translate that over. Um, so, oh, so many awesome people are joining you guys today. Uh, Kevin must be super popular with my audience. So great to see. Um, oh, boy. How do you pronounce this? Uh, Sor Sorolayant. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she'll have to tell me how to pronounce that. Um, and Alma, great to have you here. Um, I wanted to mention, too, Elle mentioned, which I think is a great point in the editing area having a co-writer is so helpful because then you have that sounding board for the editing. 
So if you guys are songwriting, either get co-writers or kind of, I was actually talking to a student about this last night, you know, get a cohort of people that help give feedback on your songs and you do it for each other because we are, we have such blind spots in our own music. You know, so many times I've been, this is the best song I ever wrote, you know, and then you get it back from taxi and they, you know, slam you on certain things. And then you realize, yeah, well, I was skipping over that because I was so enamored with certain parts of it. So um, definitely getting some help um, co-writing or editing is, is really helpful. Um, so I don't want to go super long today because we are going to do a workshop next week. So I want to invite all of you guys to come and join us for the workshop, um, which is next Wednesday. We have two different times in the, in the midday and then the evening. So if you just go to femmusician.com slash songwriting, then you can sign up for that. It's totally free. And Kevin will go into a lot more specifics about all these tools that you can use in your songwriting. So F is in female, E is an entrepreneur, musician.com slash songwriting. And um, just wanted to ask Kevin one more question. Is there anything that you see, you know, with all the students that you've worked with, anything that, you, you know, any kind of mistakes or common errors or frustrations that you see songwriters going through that, you know, maybe taking more, more courses in songwriting could help with? Well, the biggest one is they just typically don't know that there are ways to improve their, their songs. They, they don't know any techniques. Mm. That's the biggest one. And, and so they finish a song and they may want to improve it, but they just don't know how. They don't, they don't know what can be changed, what can be modified. You know, with, with um, you know, lyrics, for instance, there are dozens of different lyric techniques that you can use. You know, a real simple one is, if you look through your lyrics and you find there's really nothing in the phrases that you can, that you can really visualize, you know, mm. plugging in some imagery, you know, take each line and say, can I put in an image here? Something that I can see, taste, touch, feel here and, and replace some abstract matter of fact words with something a little more picturesque. And so you can go through every line of your lyrics and, and say, can I, can I change this line by plugging in some kind of, visual or auditory type of uh, poetic uh, image or something a little more concrete. And so that's a, that's a real easy editing tool for, for lyrics to just to uh, give them a boost real quick. But there, there are a lot of different techniques for every aspect of music that where you can change things around. Uh, you know, I just had a student the other day where we're looking at melodies and she was, she had great melodies, but you know, some of them were, just so active with trills, you know, like the R and B thing where you have is mm. popular these days with a lot of trills on the melodies. That's great at, for certain parts of your song, but other parts, it could be so, so much going on, so many flourishes that it's not even clear what the melody is. And it's yeah. changing so much that you don't have a really clear, well-written melody. Simplifying things like that uh, in certain places can be beneficial. Really fine tuning. What is my melody? What are the notes? Is, is the melody from line to line, uh, the, sa the same, you know, can I change the mel melodic structure in a section? Can I, instead of just, you know, melody A, melody A, melody A, melody A, repeat it four times, have A, B, A, B, have a one melody and then a contrasting melody and then go back and forth between them, uh, you know, little techniques like that. But there are dozens of them, you know, with, uh, for melody writing, I wrote a book on melody writing that uh, goes over 50 different melodic development techniques. And I've 
did this because nobody was, nobody had really done it before. Nobody really taught melody, right? Even, even in music college, you know, I, I learned like, I think five or six different melodic development techniques in a music theory book for over like two pages. And then it was never discussed again. And so these are, these are important techniques for songwriters. These are the type of things that you, you need to know. And then with chords, you know, what chords can you use? There's just so many things that, you know, that the chords is a real common one. I'll get, I'll get a student and say, you know, I have this song section and I want to use other chords for my next section, but I'm not sure which ones to use. And, and then I, I look at what they're doing and I'm like, are you just, just randomly trying to choose chords that you know and not even sure what key, and it turns out often they're not even sure what key they're in and mm. where the chords are coming from, and they're just guessing. So you can eliminate, eliminate, eliminate a lot of the guesswork if you know just a little bit of what you're doing without needing to go in-depth into music theory. You don't, you don't really need you know, in-depth knowledge, music theory, or, or how to read and write music to understand what the techniques are that can be used to improve your songs. Mm, that's all so good. And that's all stuff I'm remembering from last year when we did this. That's all stuff you're going to cover in detail on the workshop next week. Is there anything else you want to say about the workshop? Well, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be more detailed. You'll get more specifics here. I'm just spitting out a couple uh, areas of, of songwriting really quick just to show you that there are ways to improve your songs and, and it's really helpful to learn them so that you're not at a loss when you want to take your song to the next level. Right. You can take, you can take your songs, step back from them, you know, for, for a day or two or a week and come back to them and, and look at them with new eyes and, and take them to a whole new level. If you know a little bit about the craft of songwriting. And it's, that's what my hope for everybody is that they, they learn more of what they're doing and, and the craft of songwriting and how to develop their songs and make them better. Cause the world needs, better songs. I mean, I can only write so many, so many <laughs> songs uh, and I listen to stuff out there and uh, these hit songs are off and I, I'm hearing all these things that could have made them just a little bit better. Uh, you've got a songwriter who typically goes to a producer who helps them improve their song to make it good enough that the record company is willing to put in a lot of money and promote it. And so you've got a songwriter with often, minimal knowledge and then the producer often has more knowledge about music not always but in a lot of cases you know you've got these musically educated producers but a lot of them you know are not experts on the craft of songwriting either so the, the more that you can learn about songwriting and it's the techniques and the craft of it the better the world is going to be because we're going to have much better written songs. I mean, how many times have you listened to a song and said, how did this song become popular? <laughs> so this many times. Not that good. And, and I, I listen to it all the time and I think if he only did this or if he only did that, it would be so much more interesting of a song. Mm. So, the, so the world would be a better place if, if everybody out there who's a songwriter learned more about their craft. We would have such a more musically interesting world and uh, so the world needs this. Okay, ladies, that's your challenge. We need you. We need you as songwriters. So you've got to come to this workshop. I did just post it in the, um, in the chat. And I will also add it into the main post here once we're done. Femmusician.com slash songwriting. As I said, we did this last year. We had a great turnout. People loved it. 
Um, so sign up for that. It's next Wednesday. There's two different times. We would love to have you and go more into detail with this stuff and have even more time to ask Kevin some questions. So um, we need good songs. And as people were mentioning in the, uh, in the chat, you know, go back and listen to the greats, you know, of, of music, go listen to the great American songbook, go listen to like Holland Dozier Holland and, you know, um, Burke Bacharach and people like that, you know, listen to the melodies that they have. They're so good and well, well put together. So um, that's a little inspiration for you until next Wednesday. So I want to thank Kevin for being with us today. And, um, you know, if you have any musician friends that you think can benefit from this discussion and the workshop, please share this out to them. And we will see you guys all next week on the workshop, femmusician.com slash songwriting. That'll get you signed up and we'll send you some reminders to show up and all that stuff. And um, thanks a lot, Kevin. And we will see you guys later. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.